Welcome to iPodcast Magic Missile, where we play games and talk geek. Broadcasting every week from the New River Valley in the beautiful mountains of Southwest Virginia, we bring you audio from some of the most exciting games, new and old. No actual wizard spells here, just actual play from great games. This is iPodcast Magic Missile. just like an emerald, but it happens to be blue instead of green. And everything otherwise about it is exactly the same. Um, save science. So, yeah. So, right. Hush. Hush. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, then you have to say, well, emeralds are green or blue. But then, how do you talk about all the emeralds that we have not observed and that might possibly exist? We have to say that they're grew. But can we get any better than saying that they're grew? Is Cards there being way observed, they exist in a superposition of green and blue. Precisely. So, yeah. For example, for the, the, yeah. the classical idea of this is like, say you, you're talking to like aliens or something like that. Yeah. And we say, okay, emer- emeralds are, are green. And they say, no, emeralds are grew. And by grew, they mean green or, obser- or blue and observed after 2100. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the thing is, the way the math works out, any piece of evidence you have that says that emeralds are green also fully support the hypothesis that emeralds are grew. And furthermore, despite the fact that grew seems like an extremely unnatural category, if you put it, if you talk about, you can restate the categories of green and blue in terms of grew and bleen, which are just, yeah. bleen is just blue or green and not observed sure. before 2100. Yeah. So you can make our natural category seem like a, a unnatural time-dependent one by phrasing it in terms of of uh, uh, grew and bleen. So you could say, well, they're saying green is this weird category because it's just something that's grew or bleen and observed after because mm-hmm. of the way it... A certain um, time. It, yeah. This is actually very similar to uh, the idea of you know, renormalization of, of basis vectors, you know, eigen, eigenvectors, like if you have a completely orthogonal space, um, you know, spin up and spin down are, are you know, relative to a particular axis, but you can just say, oh, spin right and spin left, right? And then, mm-hmm. you know, what looked like spin up is now a superposition of two states. But, yeah, it's... it's I, exa- I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I'm happy, because I can... That you were a Gru lover, because I'm yeah. a Gru lover, and everyone hates Gru, and I love Gru! I love Gru! Oh, man. I allows you to be really annoyed. <laughs> it's true. The irony, of course, is that if we were in Japan, that whole argument would work. Just <laughs> only have one word for that. Hmm. It's Ao. Hmm. What? Green? Green, yeah. Ao isn't light blue a different color? Probably. Russian has the same thing. Hmm. Um, and computer programmers say would say cyan. Right, so owl mama <laughs> in IQ eighty four is green peas. With owl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Owl. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I, I was um Grew peas. Yes, yes, it's grew. <laughs> um but the, the the they actually have specific words like we have salmon for a certain type of pink. They have uh, midori or green for <laughs> for gr- for specifically green, like <laughs> But when you go oh, stop at a, cool. when you stop, owl is usually translated blue. When you stop at a stoplight, it's a blue, or you go, it's a blue light. Hmm. Yeah. 
See, the Neat. problem with the only problem with Gru is that sometimes it makes too much sense. Yeah. Because emeralds, you have emeralds and sapphires. So what we were using in class the other day was schmammals and mantries. <laughs> and a schmammal is a mammal or a pine tree observed after the year 2100. <laughs> and you get the same confirmation problem in that if that's your hype, if that's your category, all the evidence going towards this is a schmammal, a mammal will also confirm this is the schmammal. Even though it's like this really weird, unnatural seeming category, you can't make it support just one. Mm-hmm. And it's problematic for like, if you're trying to, let's say you're trying to, it's related to this problem for when you're trying to falsif- falsify a hypothesis. Mm-hmm. So like, okay, my, this bullying uh, intervention works. Well, what if it, you get a negative result? And instead of concluding that your intervention doesn't work, you can always just conclude that, oh, what it falsified actually was one of the auxiliary hypotheses. So it wasn't that our our uh, intervention doesn't work. It's that the coaches weren't trained right, or that these kids are really fucking stupid. No true Scotsman. Yeah. yeah. Basically, when you get down to it. The, the thing about those, that, the, 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 I think Gru and Schmammels are... Um, are not ideal examples because there's a certain amount of there's a certain preference for parsimony. I think when you mm-hmm. when you're describing because because these things are described in terms of of things like you know uh, blue or green observed after 2100 would be you know reflects this wavelength of light this set of wavelengths of light and you know or and then there's some chronological element to it like why bring the chronological element to it at all? You know? To show that it can be an extremely unnatural-seeming category, and it still will fully support gotcha. it. Gotcha, I see what you're saying, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's purposely fucking ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, yeah Obnoxiously yeah. ridiculous to show that you're, you're still come out. And it's still perfectly Whereas, possible. Well, you, and and you're, 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 I think you're yeah. absolutely right, because, like, like math, math, you know, there's various, there's various branches of math that, that do all sorts of bizarre co- changes of bases and coordinates. But this like doesn't even require quantum, that. But I say, quantum does this all the time, and, like, you have these weird things that are, like, adding in multiple terms that don't make any sense together to negate some other thing that you want to be zero. You actually see this be used to, like, yeah. prove things and to, to, like, to, like, do analysis. So it's not, it's not like we don't even actually use this technique, like, in real life. It's just for very specific yeah. problems. It just usually it seems less stupid because we apply it to less stupid things. <laughs> it's Sometimes just that it still you still get the problem of, of what confirms what, and you get this problem with the group paradox where it seems like, in terms of just from a like a extended logic standpoint, everything ends up confirming everything. everything. It's yeah. pretty much what it comes down to. And so you, you can't end up with this... really escape it. Like, yeah. yeah. So you end up going with things that just kind of... It seems like it... Seems like it works. Right. So... And I think that's what I liked about Gru more than error theory. Because Gru confirms everything. And error theory says everything could be wrong. Be paranoid as fuck, guys. And Gru is like, woo! Gru's like, that's okay! We know everything! We know everything, guys! If you keep adding or removing terms until my answer is right. That's right. I'll make this system work. If I can't put... It'll eventually hit one. For a sufficiently (laughs) narrow description of the problem. Yep. Um, That sounds to me like the proof that the sum of all positive integers equals negative one-twelfth. I don't follow. Remember that one? Seems like a bad proof. 
Um, <laughs> it, it involves some dicky stuff. I, I saw this on G+. I saw that, too. Um, and I called some shenanigans on that. Yeah. Um, There's almost always a divide by zero in there somewhere. No. <laughs> No, it's no. it's it's actually what they, it is is that Oh they, no, this was with different kinds of infinities though. This, yeah, this no. one yeah. this is like uh, basically what it is is if if you take one plus two plus three and so forth and then uh you you take one plus minus one plus one plus mi- minus one and you know on average that equals one half. Um and so then you can add that infinity to 1 plus 2 plus 3, etc. And you'll get 2, 4, 8, so forth. And like, there's some other stuff you can do, and eventually you get out with the... The, the, the flaw was actually doing the average, because yeah, that's average. actually a divergence, it's a divergent series. Yeah, exactly. But the thing um, is, swings harder and harder every, every, yeah. every number. But the problem is, the whole thing with the confirmation paradox is that it doesn't require any of that shit. Yeah. It's yeah. just... It's just... It, it is... There's infuriating. There's all sorts of, <laughs> and and that's not to say that like that doesn't mean like I do science. I yeah. walk in and I sit and I do science sometimes. It's even was even my job. I love science. I believe in science. It's just like from a we have to be like aware of these limitations and what is actually, so here's actually in the, the data. Yeah. A lot of um a lot of machine learning in, in artificial intelligence. Is a lot of the techniques that we use, a lot of the verification process we use, are to avoid the machine learning a guru type hypothesis. Hmm. Interesting. It's called overfitting. The 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 act observed after twenty one hundred is irrelevant. So you don't want the machine to pick that up accidentally because of sparse data or outliers or that sort of thing, right? The, oftentimes, if you have underspecified data, like you don't have enough data points or you run your algorithm too many times over the over a, over the same set of data, it starts to develop these grew like hypotheses. And um, yeah, there was actually some tank spotting software in either the '80s or early '90s that was designed to uh, look at pictures and and tell if there were tanks in them or not, mm-hmm. like that had been hidden. Um, and it was picking up on the color of the sky because. The pictures without tanks and the pictures with tanks were taken on different days. Like when it was overcast one day and it was clear the other day, or something like that. And and so like totally was ignoring whether tanks were not were there or not. And like it took them a long time to figure out why the software worked on their like base. Huh? Is this a neural network? Yeah, yeah. Fucking. Um, I love that they can make just as stupid fucking mistakes as we can. That's the spooky <laughs> shit about neural networks. Yeah. I love that. It's and 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 the great thing about neural networks is that that the because the the logic that's actually happening is distributed, it's almost impossible to know what is actually encoded in the network. Oh yeah, no. When you look yeah. down on the level, there's it's it's just as scary as looking at a set of neurons. Exactly. And where's the information? <laughs> yeah. It's not yeah. at any point. You just see all these loadings, and you're like, ah, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. Ghosts, aliens, Jesus, the pyramids. <laughs> on, on, uh, <laughs> it's gonna be the best over the edge station ever. The um, there's, there's actually another story. This is not the same story, but this is actually I, I like this story just because it's one of those unintended consequences type. I have a story after this. Okay. So I think this was Australia. Actually, that they, that there was a, a defense contractor in Australia that was uh, that wanted to do some a demo for a helicopter or something like that. And they were doing it for the press. So they originally had military simulations where you know it was simulated. They get in the helicopter and you know, they'd run combat missions. So there'd be infantry on the ground and this that, and the other thing. So um. Uh, 
but for this demo for the civilians, they wanted to. They, they said, oh, "We don't want this. We don't want to be like gunning down people on the ground. We'll just have. We'll have a couple of tanks." But they swapped in uh, kangaroos for all the infantry because <laughs> Australia, right? So um, they got about halfway through the demo, and the helicopter buzzed a herd of kangaroos, who immediately like scrambled over the hill, came back, and started firing surface-to-air missiles at the helicopter. <laughs> 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 because they hadn't taken out that code. <laughs> that is that is so awesome. Beautiful. It really is. That is beautiful. I'm, I'm picturing Tink Girl here, honestly. Yeah. Oh, now I'm picturing Ice Tea. She was an unusual looking kangaroo. Just, not a bad looking kangaroo. I just like now whenever I see Ice Tea, I see him as kangaroo. his kangaroo self, and I'm like, this is a really <laughs> weird Law and Order spinoff. <laughs> Tank girl, oh, really? the okay. the kangaroo dudes, yeah. I Law and order. Seen that. Okay. So you have to rectify that so sometime. So <laughs> on uh, the the beautiful whimsies of the mind. So Patrick has had a uh, abscessed tooth for the past few days, uh, which is why I've been sort of not hanging out like I was last week because I've sort of been you know, nursing him. So he's been in tons of pain. And up until last night, had slept very few hours over three days. Um, and so he tells me, uh, when he comes home from work today, that Joanna, I had some one of those wacky Joanna sleep experiences uh, last night. Which meant, he slept for about nine hours and then was woken up to an image of a floating matte black screen in front of him that simply had in white letters, ENGINEERING. And he couldn't comprehend it. It was entirely real. And he just went back to sleep. And then he woke up again, and it was still there. And he started to wonder, what what does this mean? It, I, I must be an engineer. But what kind of engineer am I? Oh, I'm a computer engineer. That's right. What do I do? What do I do as a computer engineer? Oh, I write code. Oh, okay. So let, let me think about writing code. And then he couldn't... Remember, he knew conceptually, generally what code was, but he couldn't remember how to do it. And he started to have this like panic crisis attack. of like, I can't, I can't go to work tomorrow. I've forgotten how to code. And after this subsided, he he just very calmly decided, well, I guess, I guess I'm brain damaged. That some part of my brain has simply become damaged, and I don't know how to code. And I need to go, I need to go find Joanna. And so I've been sleeping in the guest room since he's been, you know, up and down constantly. Yeah. And um. And he's like, no, no, I, 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 I need to wake Joanna up so she can tell me what I do. <laughs> but then he's like, no, I shouldn't wake her up. She, she's about to wake up and I need to sleep. Oh, no, what do I need to do? <laughs> and so then he laid there. And then he started thinking, what if scientists are projecting waves into my brain that make me see this screen with engineering on it to test my neural pathways? What if what if they're just here to test my Oh my god. Oh my god. And so eventually he woke up. He went back to sleep and then went to work and remembered how to code. But convenient. I, it was extremely convenient, but apparently from like three o'clock until eight, he was having a deep existential crisis where he did not remember who he was or how to do his job. And uh, I really wish he had woken me up. Deep existential crises suck. Yeah, I they always happen though, and that's like it's like this. It's like a sleep paralysis. Yes, that mm-hmm. I always like that always happens to me. And exactly. something terrifying will happen, and I'll just be like. 
I've forgotten oh. how to talk. Yeah, or like, you know. <laughs> I, like what, for, I like how that's that's what it is for you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was always I was always showing up um, on the day of a show without a costume and not knowing my lines. Yeah, <laughs> that, that happens frequently. You know, like just hit Will, and I'll be like. <laughs> yeah, I I frequently I have a mouth, but all I can do is scream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I frequently forget Patrick is who he is. Like he becomes a faceless blur. And like one time, I was so shocked, I woke up and I like grabbed him, and I'm like. Where's my husband? Where's my husband? And he's like, I'm your husband. And I was staring right at his face, and it, I didn't know who he was. He was not my husband. And it was terrifying. Until eventually, it was like, you know, what I imagine having Alzheimer's must be like, or something like that, where you're looking at somebody and you don't know who they are, and they're like, I'm your husband. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, that's oh, so it's it's like a little dose of prosopagnosia. Yeah. Right for you. Right. Yeah, just <laughs> for me. <laughs> How does that feel? Yeah. I'll go ahead and not order that one. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, we got... We've been getting, like, consistent feedback on our page, by the way. Just oh, so yeah. people know. And actually, somebody were really... They just... We just... I just posted the one where we talked about fucking everyone in Mass Effect and Dragon Age. <laughs> <laughs> and... I think I sold that on G plus as like because we are the uh because we are the cards against humanity of indie game podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um but um but yeah, so so somebody wrote in like a really detailed analysis of all the romances and stuff like that. I'm almost willing I actually almost want to repost that as a post on our front page just mm-hmm. but like oh and by the way, if you want to know something about this, like this person is a really huge fan. So mm-hmm. I, I uh yeah, that was really cool. You should go read that actually, it's really interesting. Cool. Will 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 was not being as charitable as he could have been about some of the romances and in, in Will Will has very strong opinions and he this this isn't a game to him this is this is potential for life partners <laughs> <laughs> he will not he will give up on you if you suck so can we is can we shout out to this person what's this person's name well uh, I think we have gazetteer uh, gazetteer yeah gazetteer. Who wrote a totally rocking comment yeah. with like a ton of detail? It's really cool. You should read it. Um, That's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. What is DA again? Dragon Age. Oh right, yeah. Derp. <laughs> I guess yeah. DA zero is Dragon Age. George, Dragon Age Origins. O R. Ah, okay. There you go. I'm probably gonna have to cut out this like us looking at the TV. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's so radio. important. That yeah. We were looking at our own website. <laughs> they were so meta. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking at the post where we post this mm-hmm. oh. right now. Via time machine. So time. you had your first uh, ladies' night. Yeah, we did. How was that? Tell me about it. It, it was really fun. I liked the... Well, what was, give us the, oh, give us the okay. picture. So... Uh, L is our DM, and uh, there are two other awesome girls that I met for the first time. One was named Sarah, and the other one, uh, her name stuck in my Nikki. head is Amazon. Nikki, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Nikki. She said, my name's Nikki, but you can call me Amazon, because that's my handle. And I'm like, Amazon. That's cool. You're officially an Amazon now. She strikes me as a badass. Yeah. And so I didn't remember her real name, because she's Amazon in my head. But I guess she's (laughs) Nikki. Anyways. um, And I think you're getting Laura, the other Laura. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, Um, That's exciting. 
Um, well, that's a lot. So possibly I had run a campaign too. for three sessions. Oh, cool. It was only a three-session campaign, so it wasn't like she ditched. Yeah. Go ahead, sorry. Um, but it was really fun. We were all playing uh, burly man types. <laughs> so we have a fighter, a cleric, and a bard that are all sort of big, rough dumb dudes. And we uh, went to go... <laughs> and we're all supposed to be chaotic good. <laughs> But I think we're taking the chaotic a lot more seriously than we are the good, because we proposed ideas. Well, we stole some horses, because, you know, that's what you do. And uh, so they belong to the man. But yeah, they belong to somebody, somebody else already stealing the horses when you stole yeah, them? Yes, somebody else was stealing the horses. That makes it And we stole them instead. That's really steal Yeah, them. and as I said, we prevented a crime, guys. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's good, isn't it? Um, but there are also ideas like, you know, we killed an elf, and... <laughs> I As think one of us one of us suggested that we tie it to the back of one of the horses as a lesson to all of our competitors. And I was like, no, that's you're, if you're supposed to be good, you can't drag corpses around as a deterrent. That's not what good people do. You, you can't. No. And we're like, oh. We did it for, in serenity. Yeah, right? And you guys were, I get, from what I hear, the, the session was rather lewd as well. Yes. We, we were burly men played by fun-loving women, and so of course it's lewd. <laughs> Which just goes to show that, 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 that playing Pathfinder makes everyone pretty much the same person. <laughs> <laughs> everyone just becomes terrible. Yep. Yeah. But they were all, they were, I mean, I, they were smiling and laughing when they came out of that room, like, yeah. clearly they had a good time. It was it's a awesome. good friend-bonding experience. Blake was doing this because, um, as we well know, um, Women are sort of a minority, in, especially in traditional games. Mm-hmm. Um, not as much in any games, I think, judging from what I've seen at conventions. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess, and I can't really speak for Blake, but the idea was that, like, oftentimes you're the only girl at the table, and so there's all sorts of weird expectations, and men mm-hmm. can, men have a tendency to want to talk over and not listen to women, and so having a night that was strictly for women to, to come and role play at the store and to learn you know, a complex system like Pathfinder, mm-hmm. and then feel like they can play and run these games and not be judged, you know. Yeah. I don't know, you can speak to... Yeah, I mean, honestly, I was sort of surprised with how well we instantly gelled. I think that it was... I mean, I'm sure that some of it probably was that we weren't having to deal with any sort of, like, power gamers or orb-bearing type personalities. Um, but I think there was also a little bit of social magic that happened. Yeah, um, I was, uh, like... Thunderstruck may not be the right word. I can't think of another one about how, like, the party uh, just, like, instantly started in character figuring out how they knew each other Mm -hmm. and, like, that two of them were age-old buddies and the other one was a friend of one of them and was, like, couch-surfing at their apartment. That's awesome. And, like, they were having, like, in-character arguments like, one of them telling the other to go get a job and... (laughs) He kept eating all of our wooden plates. He was a half-orc bum. (laughs) Rapper! (laughs) Rapper bard who worships Eminem. (laughs) (laughs) That's Taking a thinly god racial stereotype and type and turning it into a racial stereotype. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. I was actually kind of amused by that. But you actually said that when you played with all women in college, yeah. you had the same experience, D&D. I did, yeah. You know. And I played with a group of, like, eight. It was a gigantic party. <laughs> it was unbelievably huge. And they were very into, you know, fighting monsters, but it was also very relationship-heavy. You know, like, the social interactions between 
people in the party and how they interact with NPC love interests and things like that. It was also pretty bonny. NPC love interests in D&D? That's awesome. It's almost as if people who are socialized from childhood (laughs) to be in each other's shoes and think about each other and their social relations would make good role players. (laughs) Whoa! But yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty fantastic. I mean, it, it made me really happy because I I tend to be wary of girls in general because girls in general in the world may not necessarily be as awesome as girls that I have a common context with, i.e. nerd girls, girls that might want to roleplay. And so I've had difficulty with female relationships in other capacities because I don't understand. That's how you. That's what that's, sisterhood is. You break down the walls and you play D anD D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, it, it's funny that you say that. I have the same problem, man. Yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> I think know. the problem is just that people who aren't nerds are terrible. <laughs> that's it might be true. the case. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, screw yeah. those people. Yeah. <laughs> I think we could all get behind that statement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, you know... My so podcast, Miss Magic Missile, officially anti-non-nerd. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Get so out of here. We're not a nerd. We don't want that's you. That's right. <laughs> Go buy some dice. <laughs> <laughs> don't get a meme tattooed on your calf. <laughs> but no, I mean, so, you know, aside from, like, having, like, you know, s- sort of, like odd looks or, you know, phrases and references to, like, expectations that I'm supposed to understand for being a girl, which is a thing that girls do to other girls and that baffles me oftentimes. None of that happened. We were all sort of pretty much on the same page, probably because we have general the same interests, but even aside from that, like, personalities aren't, you know, necessarily going to gel as well as they did, and... You know, I felt like the party was really balanced up front and that we didn't step on any other's toes. We supported each other in, like, um, the sort of micro-objectives of each scene, you know? Instead of, like, outright conflict of, no, I think that's wrong, You know, and it, it worked surprisingly well. It was so nice. That's so great. I know. I, I'm so freaking envious. Yeah. Like, I was sitting there painting because nobody wanted to play board games mm. um, and like there was so much <laughs> laughter emanating from that room it's like, true yeah. from, from the front of the store that was really the only thing you could hear but it was <laughs> it was really fucking frequent well Caitlin and I rolled in late that night because yeah. uh, we were working out across we were lifting we were lifting weights oh, across cool. the hall weights <laughs> tiny uh, tiny weights they weren't only the, only the shoulders but you're supposed to use tiny tiny weights tiny tiny, tiny weights <laughs> Dave is being very polite. <laughs> she did use some fives. I may have. But it was for flies. It's okay. Yeah, fly... Mm. Yeah. I mean, only, Arnold only used 30s. Arnold. 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 Oh, Arnold, Arnold. Arnold, Arnold. I thought, Arnold. like, Arnold in Arnold the gym, and I'm like... Arnold only used 30-pound weights. Arnold! From the gym? <laughs> no! That guy, you know. I, I, I guess I don't know There was Arnold. a really hilarious, um... <laughs> He put on like he, he put on like this really crappy fake mustache and went to a Gold's. I think it was a Gold's gym. I don't know if you guys have seen yeah. this YouTube. Yeah, it's freaking hilarious. I'm sorry. It's great. And we were talking actually. We were talking about how like people that are really into anything are nerds. Like people that are really into bodybuilding are super nerds. Yeah. Well, like I, 
people don't understand that when you combine nerds with fitness, it's just terrifying the outcome. <laughs> I was the only 12 year old I've ever met with like solid abs. <laughs> now I do not have abs anymore, which makes me sad. But when I was 12, I had the best abs in existence. She just have six. She had like 12. Just like, <laughs> all the way all down. Them, just abs all the way down. Yeah. <laughs> not turtles, abs. abs. <laughs> it's abs all the way down. Abs. Abs on abs. abs. Oh man, I had the. I was saying I had the. I had the pull up record when we did the, the fitness test. I couldn't run a mile, but man, I could do like fifty pull ups. Yeah, I mean, I I couldn't do either of those things, <laughs> but <laughs> I uh, I've actually started with a New Year's resolution, starting to lift weights at home nice. because I'm too cheap to join a gym. And you should totally lift with us. I'm yeah, kind of tempted. Like the month. fact that you guys are doing it makes me kind of want to do it with you. I have you. muscles that I can see on my back sometimes if I actually if I try really 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 hard, <laughs> and I have to try really really hard. But then I can kind of see that they exist, and that's a big deal. That's really awesome. It is, it's it's pretty it's cool. Really cool. Yeah, I I it was less than a cup of coffee a day for me, so mm. um, that was a, that was how I justified the trade off. Mm-hmm. Be better yeah. for me not <laughs> to have. That much yeah. We also get a, a staff rate or a student rate, which is yeah. actually like less expensive. But I just remembered that Patrick's new fancy schmancy job says that they their health plan might reimburse us for gym membership. Whoa! Yeah. His job is sweet. Not to brag, and your job is sweet. Intuitive. Oh surgical. yeah, I just got promoted. Um, I am now the highest ranking non managerial engineer at my company. What? What? Yeah. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'm treating myself to a new fancy schmancy set of knitting needles tomorrow. Because <laughs> that's just how I roll. <laughs> that's, that's fabulous. But yeah, if that can go through, then maybe. Oh, yeah. Maybe I could get I could do that because that would be really exciting because right now I'm just doing like lots and lots of curls and flies and shoulders and things like that. And then I'd have Sit-ups. another person doing non hundred pounds, pounds on things. Yeah. Yeah. I have like ten pound barbells and I do That's biceps. What I have at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's it. And well Caitlin was using the bar the first time we did like bench and stuff. A lot of oh, really? a lot of people don't. Get that high, yeah. <laughs> so you, you're like, oh, uh, hypertonia, I'm so weak. You're like, just lift that. <laughs> we put weight on it the first time. We did, wow. and I, it did not go well. It was yeah. fine. You were fine. Way better than the first time I went. Yeah, on. I, mm, yeah, I don't have a bar. I'm just kind of scared of it. No, I'm not really scared of it as long as it it's empty. Be. Well, when you have people work out with, then it doesn't even matter. Well, it's exactly. a spot. That's the beauty of it. Spot yeah. me, bro. Yeah. yeah, I think it's also that like my history of working out has always been to take martial arts instead of just lifting. Yeah. And being the size that I am, normally I would be in a class with like big dudes, and you throw big dudes around. That ends up working out everything. It anyways. is. Yeah. So I'm kind of. What trying is your martial art? I didn't realize. Again, oh, yeah. another nerd thing. Martial arts like yeah. MMA, all the rest of that stuff. Um, it was Taijutsu. I did it back in college. It is relatively obscure. It is generally people call bullshit on this all the time, but they necessarily shouldn't. Uh, but it is the the school of martial arts training that ninjas and samurai palace guards during certain periods of Japanese history used. Mm. And so it has nine different schools that all have different flavors on the same techniques. It's a lot but of weapon stuff. Only when you get really advanced. Okay. They start you with 
um, a lot of sort of th- there's it, it, there are little chunks that you learn and you work on. There's like arm locks that you then go into submission stuff, and then there's like five different striking things that you do, and there's a lot of learning how to roll and break fall because. You, it's it, it's kind of more dangerous. It's not like you know taekwondo where you spar with pads on and stuff. It's sort of like that's what I did. I was a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's not that you're a pussy. It's just that you know, like if it's you just that I could kick your ass. Yeah. No, it's like the techniques that they teach you're are like I'm not yeah. actually threatened. Like yeah, if you do, it, it's the sort of thing like. Okay, so we're giving you the basis of this, but what you're supposed to do if it ever comes down to it and you can't run away is you do it really fast and it will rip the person's arm out of socket and destroy their tendons, possibly their, you know, arteries, and their arm will never work right again. Or you strike at this particular cervical vertebrae and then they're probably paralyzed. It's sort of like the Krasnodar of like... Yeah, it of was like mar- of like Eastern martial arts. Right, it was it was pretty intense. Uh, of some things, but we didn't really practice striking hard. Everything was extremely gentle, very sort of like smooth. And now I make you fall, roll out of it, tuck your head. You know, <laughs> please. that sort of please tuck your head. You know, there's one one technique that we had to be very careful with, where you would like. A person would come up to you, you'd grab them by the shirt, and then drop your weight and swing under them so that you would then flip them back over and smash their head into the pavement behind you. And so you will basically duck out of their way, slip under them, and so we had to be very careful with that. That was definitely a tuck-your-head maneuver, so they would sort of have to anticipate and, like, tuck over instead of doing that. But it's stuff like that, like things that could really hurt you just training them. So we had to be very slow and gentle about everything. Um, and so I did that for about three-ish years before I graduated, and then I just tried to get a job and didn't really go back to being in the club. I got to 7th Q Green Belt, which means very little outside of Taijutsu, but it's pretty good. But you could probably kick my ass. I don't, I don't know. I'm sure my technique is really sloppy, and I don't have the core muscles that I used to, and, you know, I used to be really good. So, um, did any do you, any of you guys watch MMA? No. I like MMA, but I don't watch it very much. So there was this. So there's this powerful dude. I'm just gonna call him powerful, high level dude. <laughs> Silva. He was oh, I heard about that. Yeah, and uh, he broke his shin, and he broke his shin on another man's knee. And when you see a man break his shin on another man's knee. It's the most fucking disgusting thing you'll ever watch. Compound fracture. <laughs> oh, all the way around. Yeah. All the way, like just like, like both bones. Yeah, both yeah. of them at like, once. Like, nice. floppy. I, yeah. like yeah. floppy. Like floppy. It curled. It he hit the guy's <laughs> knee, and his knee broke, and then curled around it. Yeah, it, or he should broke and then curled around. It was the most. Yeah, it's like watching <gasps> a slow motion baseball hit a bat. Only it's a leg. Yeah. Well, no, that was like, um, so there was actually, I guess, and I missed this, it was one of the playoff games, there was a really horrific leg injury. Mm. But I remember back when Ohio State played Miami for the national title, Willis McGahee, probably remember this, maybe, if you were, no. Um, uh, I forget forget who the Ohio State player was, went low on Willis McGahee when he was running. It was a clean hit. Just went low, and Willis McGahee's knee bent back. Uh As, Sorry, that's my little... Yeah. Did you see... All the way. That break... He just, he, just fo- he just folded the wrong way. Oh, yeah. Good. And he, he, had, he had to take a year off to get that fixed. 
The one yeah. this year where the guy's shin was just... Yeah, that's the one that I... Yeah, that's the one I missed, fortunately. <laughs> I didn't miss it. <laughs> because <laughs> I sought it out! Because <laughs> <laughs> you had to see. It was so yeah, dig. Like I said, I, I, I've see, I saw the Willis McGahey one, I just didn't need to see it again. I, I was like, okay. It was like a cartoon. I was like, mm. I can't believe that just actually happened. That shouldn't be possible from just it's, landing. It's actually way better to break the shin than it is to 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 bend the knee the wrong way because like the shin yeah. you're going to tear muscle, but the the the, uh, the knee you're going to tear a whole bunch of really small important tendons that well, take that, a year to heal. And that guy healed super quick. Oh, they yeah. were keeping updated on it, and it was just like <laughs> redid yeah. itself. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Your knee won't do that. Well, he's also got a... And actually, you know, if a break heals properly, the bone is actually going to be stronger where the... Because it... it, it, it that was just with, like, micro-fractures. Yeah, maybe. You're right. That's what the... Still, though. Like, he's, uh, he's unlikely to break it again in the same spot. The... What's it... Uh, oh, yeah. We've got the X card. So we're going to stop this conversation. Switch to something else. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. <laughs> so Dave's going to knit a cat sweater... Oh God! So, so these are words that have never been spoken before. But I'm going to win massive husband points by knitting my cat a sweater. <laughs> never before spoken. Never, never again will be spoken. You know what you can see if you can do is you should knit little triangles to put on its back so it looks like a dinosaur. That's adorable. <laughs> I'm full of good ideas. You are. It's true. Or tiger stripes because tiger she's stripes. a little tiger. Mm-hmm. Uh, so has everyone else done anyone else done any neat RPG type materials stuff things this last week RPGs no no games any kind of games the highlight of my Caesar week. pooping yeah I I played a game of 40k where Bell rolled so many sixes it is unbelievable <laughs> uh, I took two hive tyrants which have four wounds and both of them died in um, Overwatch, which is basically yeah. when you get charged, uh, you get a last dish shot where only sixes hit. And she rolled like nine sixes on the first one and killed it from full health, and twelve on the second and killed it from full health. Jeez. It was That's it was up. yeah it yeah. was stupid. Oh my god, <laughs> so bullshit. Uh, should Why not are you charging with it instead of just firing with twin linked devourers? Yeah, I have twin linked devourers. Why not? See, there you go. cannon and regeneration. If this it had gotten stick, yeah. It, no, this is, this is against Tau. If if yeah. I got into combat, yeah, I don't even know what I'm talking about to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just read the internet and they're all like, "Dude, take out Tyrant and give him two, two twin linked uh, devourers." Uh, I, I don't even know. Are Devourer's Strength 6 in the new book? Are Devourer's on a Hive Tyrant Strength 6? I don't know. My book's up no. there. I can look it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like two goddamn um, editions behind. They're only like 18 <laughs> inches there, not 36. Strength of Thorn right. Cannon is a large blast template and 36 inches, so I'm just dropping right. pie plates okay, all enough. over the place um, until I get close enough to charge. Have you ever actually dropped pie plates? Well, it's a <laughs> so euphemism for the big blast no, template. I, I know, I'm being uh, silly. Nah, that would be hateful, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, especially because most Dead. of the, a, a lot of the town many she's using are. What are we going to do with all this? Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> what are we going to do with all this broken pottery? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, it was, so it was still heavy. fun. It was just a, a little frustrating because I should have yeah. got into combat one of those times. Yeah. <sighs> 
I just need to paint them, and they'll work better. Yep. But that is, it's like painting flames on the yeah. side of the orc stuff. Maybe, depending on who you talk to, some people say, as soon as you paint them, they stop working. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, they're not working now, so it's not like you're going to lose anything. They were they were doing pretty good. Like, the, the one guy, uh, my, my warlord... Uh, had regeneration and regenerated three times, so he got back up to full health by the time wow. he got mowed down. Uh, and uh, <laughs> the warlord should have survived because it was like he he had full health and he had um, uh, will not die. No, that's not what it's called. The thing where you get a five up save after your save feels uh, no pain. Yes, feels no pain. He got that as. Uh, his like warlord trait so I had a 3 up save and a 5 up save against these like bajillion things and that's wow, much make it. impressive <sighs> too many shots this podcast is fully copyrighted by its hosts visit us at podcastmagicmissile.com I podcast magic missile Attacking the Darkness since 2012.